If you're looking for the episode of Tights and Fights covering our takes on wrestling news, you're in the right place. But if you want to hear our special episode covering Mike Eagle's first ever wrestling match in OVW, just go back to the episode right before this to find it. Then come back. We'll wait. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Hal. Julian was way too sad to come up with a nickname, Lublin. And I'm joined by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Danielle. This all seriously sucks, Radford. Hi, this is really sucky. This is terrible. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with the thing from wrestling that deserves extra attention. This is our main event. Roman Reigns came out at the start of Raw to make an announcement. Here's a clip. My real name is Joe. Jesus Christ. That was the, the, the instant I was like, what And I've been the living fuck? with leukemia for 11 years. Look how quiet that arena got. Like, except except for that dude. Fuck and ass. unfortunately, it's back. And because the leukemia is back, I cannot fulfill my role. I can't be that fighting champion. And I'm going to have to relinquish the Universal Championship. This is the first time Roman had come forward with his diagnosis. We knew he'd missed house shows over the weekend. People assumed it was an injury. People did not obviously know what was happening. Uh, Nobody seemed to know about it until he went out to give that speech. Obviously, uh, it's a very serious diagnosis. It's something that was in remission in the past. It's mm-hmm. come back. That happens. Doesn't mean it can't go into remission again. Right. But he's got a long fight ahead of him. Mm-hmm. The first time I found out about it, because I didn't get to see it, you, you watched the East Coast feed. Yes. So I got a, we collectively, the Tights and Fights family, got a text from you. Like, oh, it was from Julian. Us. Yeah, Julian. Oh, I was, thought it was Ju- it started Julian. It started with was Julian. You. Yeah. I thought it was you that was like, watch this right now. I did, but that after was you. Julian. Well, because when it happened, I was kind of, it was kind of like, oh my God, I need to go into like funeral mode where I need to text the family type of stuff. Right. Like, let's, like, let's get the word out so everybody can know what's going on. So I text you guys. I text my dad and my brother. I text Lindsay <sighs> and everybody could kind of collectively have a, have a cry together over the yeah. over text. So Julian, I'll just, first of all, um, yes, our group chat is, uh, is not as lit as you would think it is because it's all logistics. <laughs> um, I would like to say our group chat is lit, but it is not. So Julian texts us at Monday at 5.06 yeah. because um, he's watching the East Coast feed. And holy shit, you guys, watch the opening of Raw as soon as you can. Not a storyline. I'm seriously freaking out. And so when Papa Julian sends us a text like that, I was on my way to go to a screening um, for some interviews I'm going to be doing later this week. And so I was like, I got some time. I went and, and, and watched the beginning. And then I texted, wait, what the fuck? Okay, watch this, guys. Um, right. I mean, I, I guess from the moment of my real name is Joe, it was like, what is happening? And my family, 
I mean, I think every family deals with cancer, but like cancer is super like it is a thing in my family. It is something that is kind of like we just deal with it in our family. Breast cancer is just a a thing, not leukemia, Mm -hmm. but breast cancer to the point where like I am not 40, but I have to get mammograms every year because like I have to. Yeah. And they suck. Uh, And because my family deals with breast cancer, I don't just get the mammogram. I have to do like all of the things every year. This really hit me super hard, but also remembering that like my oma has been dealing with cancer all of her life and she is my oma. I'm not going to say her age because she wouldn't murder me, but like she's my oma and she's still here. And so that gives me hope. But I don't know. It just made me think a lot about the way that the character of Roman Reigns and all of the criticisms we had, it's a really good lesson in y'all, we have no idea what's happening behind the scenes. We have no idea what's going on with people or what people know. And I, I know a lot of times we like to say like, oh, they're stupid and why are they doing this and why are they making this decision and why are they making that decision? And this was a good reminder that like, sometimes it's none of our fucking business why certain decisions get made and as fans and it's something that I talk about a lot there is such thing as toxic fandom and I'm not our fans are obviously amazing that's why we do this podcast um, because we are trying to get people who aren't part of the toxic parts (laughs) of the WWE universe um, and gather them all as our special little babies in one little room where we can all group hug but it's just a good reminder that we love this thing but we do not own this thing we love wrestling, but we don't own it, and we don't understand the 360 of decisions that are made. And then just thinking, like, of course they pushed this dude who's been dealing with leukemia to the moon, you know? Like, of course they did, because—and this isn't saying that, like, he's going to—you know, I'm not—like, he's fighting and he's going to fight, but— Even when you're dealing with cancer, like, it's just a thing. There are moments where you're going to be more healthy and there are moments where you're going to be, you're going to have to focus on your health to deal with the leukemia. And knowing that this, I mean, they do, especially now in the era, you know, since the wellness stuff has begun, they have to know everything about how our stupid, fragile human bodies work. So, of course, they went into this knowing that he's dealt with leukemia. I don't know. It just it, it puts a lot of things into context. And I just I don't know, man. I was OK until I saw Seth. Like I was OK. It sucked. And I was very sad. But Seth fucking broke me. Yeah, I lost all I lost three of my four grandparents. I have an aunt and uncle who who successfully fought cancer. I have a, I have other uncles and cousins who did not. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a cancer section of the graveyard that my family has done a more than its fair share of filling and this is something he's beaten before i i got the sense apropos of nothing with no information that i have this is not the last time we'll see him in a ring no this is not the last time we'll see him wrestle and, and even taking, if we don't this isn't the last time we're going to see him in wwe for sure, sure taking the time to focus on his health is 100 percent the right thing to do and it's how you you know hopefully you catch it as early as possible, and then you're able to, you know, he's able to deal with it, but none of us are doctors. Mm-mm. None of the three of us are doctors. None of us have any access to his medical records. Mm-mm. And and oddly, Michael Cole made a very good point that that is good to keep in mind, and this is one of those sort of startling reminders of it, which is that these are human beings who are playing parts on television. This is a television show. It is fictionalized. Mm-hmm. They are all roles. They are not playing themselves. So... 
And it's None something that yeah, it's something they tell us when they yeah. want us to forget the bad things and excuse and when they are trying to um distance themselves from the bad things, one of these, you know, actor slash athletes does, but it's also good for us to remember when it's something like this. Yeah. Uh it was it was Nice to see uh, Roman go out there and get the time to speak from the heart. I encourage you to watch, you know, what what you heard was part of probably a 90-second clip that's circulating right now that has sort of the meat and potatoes of of what he said. But I encourage you to go listen to the whole thing. Later on in the same show, they had, uh, they had a promo segment with DX and The Undertaker and Kane where The Undertaker and Kane are standing in a graveyard talking about putting people in the ground. <laughs> Certainly Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking it from here seemed like it was in really, really poor taste. But it already had been shot, you know, around their schedules. Kane, so it didn't bother you? Um, no, but part of it is, you know, I, I I do production. Like I do, you know, <laughs> but like both of, you know, I work in the industry. I understand how this works. Unfortunately, you can't just throw that stuff away. Yep. Um, especially with two folks who, you know, one of them is a, a, a mayor or something and the other one is dead. So, like, you can't just throw that stuff away. But, yeah, not not great. And there was a segment. I don't know if this is what you're putting over, but there was a backstage segment where you got to see, God, Joe <laughs> go into Gorilla and... Mm-hmm. Hug. Are you putting that over? Is that the thing? Nope. Okay, so there is a, a backstage segment where you get to see Joe go in the back and get hugs and encouragement from a lot of the people that love him. They were all great. Braun Strowman, Adam. <laughs> Adam's message to Joe also kind of broke me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was great. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. Well, he, you know, fortunately he's not fighting it alone. Julian, is there anything you want to add? I guess like I guess for me it was I've never I've never really dealt with anything like this as far as like someone who was like a wrestler or an entertainer like dealing with a very serious illness because if you think about it most of the wrestlers who we had to deal with tragedies was like you know died too soon or, like, if anybody had cancer, I think Roddy Piper had cancer, but that was, like, he'd been long retired and was at an age where, like, mm-hmm. you know, you start taking yeah. health, your health very, very seriously as far as, like, you know, there are more things that can that can affect you. So it was just really weird to see, like, Roman Reigns, the guy who seemed like everything kind of bounced off of him, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, criticism, in terms of, like, he never really got seriously injured and now he's like coming out and like talking about this sort of illness that he has and it was kind of the last thing i ever expected to take a wrestler away from tv you know and i think for me when he hopefully comes back i'm going to feel the same way about him that i do about daniel bryan now where i'm going to have a really hard time criticizing anything he does because the alternative is he's being forcefully taken away from us you know like his career was ripped from us without mm-hmm. without like um like prematurely and mm-hmm. without any sort of advance notice so i'm 
Like I'm probably because this whole like once when he comes back, you know, this is going to get rolled into the Roman Reigns, the character, in addition to Joanna Wise real life difficulty. So, you mm-hmm. know, that they're going to make it part of his his story arc or whatever. So it's going to be like he's going to be a hero again. And it's yeah. probably going to be as big of a hero as you could possibly be, I feel like, in the wrestling world. Um, so that'll be. Yeah. yeah. Can I do two quick fuck yous? Um, sure. I'm going to do a quick fuck you to the dude who, after he said that he'd been dealing with leukemia, decided it was cool for him to yell out, you still suck, or whatever that was. Yeah, fuck that guy. So fuck that guy. Um, I'm going to do another fuck you. Well, I'll do, because I don't know this person's circumstances and it wasn't as cruel. So I'll do a, hey, maybe take some time to analyze what you're doing um, instead of a fuck you. So as Joe was coming down the ramp to go do a goodbye with his friends, there was someone who was trying to get him to sign something and like throwing it in his face. And I'm going to say, I don't know this dude's circumstances. I don't know what was going on. Um, Read the room. Like, just read the room. How about a fuck off to that guy? Not a fuck you, fuck off. Yeah, just like, or or, or, or yeah, just, uh, uh, just, because it's one of those things where he was holding a poster and so hopefully in my heart of hearts, it's like, giving the benefit of the doubt of maybe trying to get something signed for kids or children. Who knows? But also, like, read the room. Yeah. Let's talk about some storyline points that spun off of this. Mm -hmm. Paul Heyman came out to cut a promo, as now the match at Crown Jewel will be Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar one-on-one. We all know how that ended last time. But it was interrupted by Drew McIntyre throwing a Claymore uh, on Braun and and knocking him over. So you would imagine he might figure into that finish. Mm -hmm. Assuming, hoping, praying they don't put that title on Brock Lesnar again. Mm. How do you feel about Braun Strowman getting a coronation that, that some people have wanted, even if it has to come this way? I mean, it's time. It's time. Do you think so? Yes. I think that it's long overdue. I think the time to do this was a year ago um, when he was mega hot. I've always said that he should replace, you know, I I, I get their whole Brock thing. I've always said that Braun is the natural replacement for him and it should happen. Um, Sucks it's happening at a pay-per-view that I'm not going to watch, but... (laughs) Also, he he basically turned face with this promo. I mean, they've been sort of planting those yeah. seeds. There were a lot of turns in this episode of Raw, but we'll we'll talk about some of the other ones a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Braun now a face. It'd be nice to see him win the titles recognition. Hey, you're very talented. You do good work. You could carry, uh, you could carry main event matches. What's next? Because Brock being champion for me got old very quickly. Yeah, partially because he wasn't around, and partially because, like I just don't know. Who could beat Braun Strowman? I mean, there are all kind of, you know, David versus Goliath storylines you can do with something like this. If you, a shysty trickster heel Mm -hmm. could figure out a way to beat him where he still stays strong, he could turn again, and then it could be the feisty smaller guy that takes him down. There are a lot of ways I think that you could make this go. But also, the reason why Brock got old was because Brock didn't want to be on the wrestling show right. where he held the wrestling title for wrestling. Braun and and the actor who plays him very much loves this business and wants to be here. And so 
having someone that dominant who is a fighting champion, as Roman said, having someone that dominant who is around, I think the only real comparison between him and Brock is that they're both like big dudes. Well, I never saw Brock take down no ambulances. But <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, Braun will be around and that right there is enough. That's true. Look, I'm willing to give it a chance. That's just always my question long term. Because, you know, they're telling stories here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it feels like they've written chapter one of what should be a five to seven chapter book. Right. And there's no sense. Like, it feels like there's no outline for what chapters two through seven will be. Obviously, anything's possible. I'd kind of like to see Drew McIntyre with that title. I wouldn't mind it. Sooner rather than later. I wouldn't mind it. And and have Dolph be his hype man. (laughs) I want it. I want it. That's, That's just my little dream. Let's talk about one of the other big turns. Raw closed out with Dean Ambrose attacking Seth Rollins after they'd won the tag team titles. What a great turn. It was beautiful. It was so well done. And some people may may question, was this the right night to do it? That's what wrestling is. Yeah. That's what Roman Reigns signed up for. That's everyone you go into. When you sign up for wrestling, you understand that if something happens to you in your personal life that they can use, they're going to use it. Yeah. And there is no way, there is no fucking way that those dudes went into that angle without talking to him first about it. There's no way. Right. And it's not like Dean came out, turned on him and said, I hope Roman dies of leukemia. He attacked <laughs> Seth Rollins, yeah. it's something that's been long overdue. He was the one who was the most betrayed by the turning of the shield. Yep. Never trusted Seth. I, I, I'm, I'm really He's the tough guy to with the, the big, yeah. big, sad, sad, soft heart. Exactly. He's insane. <laughs> we'll do, he would do anything as a babyface. I'm more excited to see him as a heel. I think people have wanted this for a while, um, and I think it is the perfect time to do it because it adds to his heat. Mm-hmm. And I like Seth as a face. Um, I loved him as a heel, but I like him as a face. I am so excited to see Dean as a heel again because it has been a minute. Yeah. Um, and to see that character, especially like new, just got done rehabbing my entire body, Dean. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm ready for this. Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm also interested to see because, you know, occasionally they'll do those those um, little like winks about him and Renee's relationship. I wonder if they're going to play with that with him being a heel, either with her having to excuse what he does, um, almost like a heel announcer. Right. Which could be really fun or, you know, and and that's as the the most I would want it to be. I would never want it to be a thing where she becomes a part of the storyline because that's not like that's not her job. Um, But if she does wind up, if it winds up turning her into a heel announcer, how much fucking fun would that be? Absolutely. I I think it's be interesting to see her with a bias. Yeah. She, she cannot be unbiased about this. Everyone online has sent their well wishes to Roman Reigns, AKA Joe and Oai. And if you'd like to do the same and get the collective internet hug that we all need right now, find us at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at Tights Fights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we've got other news from wrestling that we're going to get into. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. My name is Justin McElroy. 
And I'm Sydney McElroy. And together we're the hosts of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. What does that mean for you, the podcast consumer? Well, it means that you're going to get a lot of stories about how we used to do weird stuff to people in order to try to fix them. Do you know that we used to think diseases were caused by bad smells? And that we used to eat mummies for medicine? That's super funny. I kind of like Well, thanks, and we hope you'll kind of like our show, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It's available every Friday wherever fine podcasts are sold or at its beautiful, picturesque home at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. Somehow, someway, they managed to have a full episode of Monday Night Raw after everything we heard from Roman Reigns at the start. The show must go on, and so it did, as Paul Heyman reminded us. In fact, uh, lost in all of this was the fact that this was the go-home Raw before Evolution. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I wish they had done some more time building this pay-per-view, and less time... Building, building women aren't allowed jewel pay-per-view <laughs> because I didn't realize it was this Sunday until they kept saying it was this Sunday. And I was like, oh, it's this Sunday? I have plans. I'm going to have to find a way to watch this. They've done a terrible job promoting this. this. The build to this has been such hot trash. So bad. We got the Bella Rousey contract signing. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I think that match will be a good match. I don't see any reason why it won't be. We've got Foxy and Mickey jumping Trish and Lita. Alexa Bliss injured, will not be competing at the event. Hmm. Uh, I know we like Alicia Fox, but she is not. She does not have the heat behind her that no. Alexa Bliss did. So this match is now just seems like uh, Trish and Lita versus the two women that Trish and Lita are going to beat. Yep. Um, It'll be pretty. Hopefully. Those women are, are very yeah. good wrestlers, and, and Trish and Lita, I'm sure, have been practicing and knocking <laughs> off some of that ring rust. Yes. And then you had uh, Ruby Riot defeating Sasha Banks. Of course, she'll be teaming up with uh, Liv Morgan mm-hmm. and, uh, wait, not Sarah Logan is, is on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's uh, hair up and square up. Uh, Sonia Deville. I saw, I'm just just I'm just gonna keep waiting until you get it. I was gonna get there. I got, you got it. it. Wait, wait, who? who isn't was there a six person? Isn't a six woman tag match? It's Bailey, Sasha, and Natalia versus Ruby Riot, uh, Sonia Deville. And... No, no, no. So- Sonia Deville is with Mandy Rose on SmackDown. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sarah I'm Logan just gonna keep watching. And Liv Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Liv Tyler. Right, Liv Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> In a loser leaves the Aerosmith video match. <laughs> Liv Tyler. That's See, not to denigrate any of these women. We're just making fun of how terrible the build to this has been. Yes. And then I and love. And also the fact that they debuted two identical factions at, at the, the same, same time, time with the like, same. Same gimmicks. Gimmicks, same like mirror images of each other. Yes. You are all. Earth one and Earth two. You are all individual humans. And congratulations on your success. One of you has a blue tongue. That's dope. Continue success. That's Liv Morgan. There it is. I knew it. (laughs) And Mandy Rose is on Instagram. (laughs) That's her thing. And she was on Tough Enough. I remember her from that. Anyway, the build's been real shitty to this paper. It's been really pretty terrible. So bad. Uh, The match I'm most looking forward to has had a very fun build. Uh, And that is Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. 
for the SmackDown Women's title. Oh, that I just swear, gets better every week. I swear if Charlotte wins, I'm burning down the arena. I'm burning down the arena, some arena. How? You don't even know what time it is. <laughs> you don't know what day it's happening. I don't know. You can't. That's you made plans. I mean, like, virtue, like, I'm, I'm in your head. burning in anger in my head because Becky should keep the title. I agree. And the, and this week she Becky should keep the t- yeah she keep- Charlotte was lecturing a bunch of NXT women and Becky attacked her. So I love great. it. And and there I was telling them before. So on Twitter, um, Rhea Ripley tweeted um, about that moment because someone put up a great gif and wrote "Thank you, Becky," and did the clap 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 clap. And right. Becky replied with "I'll slap the head off of you when the time comes too." And I'm like, "Oh god damn it! You're so good at this, yeah. Bex. She's fantastic. You were made for this. I want her to win. I want her to win in front of Ric Flair. <laughs> I want it with a tear in his eye. With a tear in his eye. Yeah, I I think uh, I booking wise." I think that is the move to make and have Charlotte come back later and be the one who takes the title off of her. But I don't want her to lose that title until WrestleMania. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. you yeah, you've said that before, and I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Have Charlotte win the Rumble. Yep. Or have her not win the Rumble. Like, find a way to get her into, into that title match, but make it a journey for her. Because she's had so many title matches now. Mm-hmm. And, and it also, I hate, and they did this with, with Jinder Mahal. I'm not comparing the two, but it's the same idea. If he had the Ginger, title, Ginger, I get it. Ginger Mahal. I feel like when there's a variety of challengers, from a storytelling perspective, it makes somebody look a lot more legitimate as a champion yeah. when they can turn away more than one person. I just want something to happen because so much of the story is about the fact that Becky says, you know, I wasn't born into this. I had to earn it, yada, yada, yada. Knock Charlotte down and make her earn it and make her like fucking furious by the time the Royal Rumble starts. Make something happen where all of a sudden you have Charlotte fighting jobbers in, in other cities and just throwing women out of the ring right. by the time that she gets to the Royal Rumble because she is mad. I agree. I would actually put her in the Royal Rumble, have her go really far and then do the Shawn Michaels thing they did the year where he was like, that was the only way he could face The Undertaker mm-hmm. and he lost. Like he went out second or third to le- like he went out like middle end mm-hmm. of that rumble and it just destroyed him and then as a as a fan you're watching going well how is he going to get to the match yep so you know that's one of those things where you know that's going to happen but you don't know how it's going to happen yeah and that that to me is very exciting let's talk about the third turn from monday night raw apollo cruz finally got some screen time of course he lost <sighs> to elias Boy. but then afterwards elias Turns face by smashing a guitar over the back of Baron Corbin. Really fun segment. It's nice to see I Apollo love Elias. on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, it'll be fun to see him, how they handle him as a baby face. Because now, the only reason he's a baby face is because an authority figure doesn't like him. Right. But he's still singing and playing guitar badly. So how do they rectify that? He plays guitar really well. He's got no. He's gotten better. He's, he's not he's doing like, the bad. Uh, like he's no. He's good. like I wonder if he has always been good and was just pretending to be bad. I think he was always good. He would always rip off like a little. Have you little thing. heard his album? It's oh no, I would never. Amazing. Oh, I bought it. No. Yeah. Yeah, I bought Walk with Elias. Wow. Her. It's great. It's like a four four single EP or something. Oh okay. It's fantastic. I'll have to check it out. It's so fun. Yeah, he's a talented guy. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to so, work yeah, in. So yeah, so how do uh, they how do they do that now with the singing? I mean, really, he could do the exact same thing he's, thing he's doing and not cut the audience off. They already right. want to cheer for him, so all he has to do is not insult their city. 
Um, maybe play some covers. Maybe play some covers. People maybe like this covers. puts him in the in the main event hunt. Maybe. But oh yeah, and he... also yeah, Apollo Cruz was there. <laughs> exactly. Poor Apollo Cruz. Jesus Christ! Ooha! What are we doing? How do we fix this? I don't know. He's one of the most talented men on the planet. How do we fix this? I don't either. It's, he's got to. He, he's got to take an acting class. He's a bad promo. He has for, to... for the character. He just. He seems really happy to be there, which is great. But then all of his promos make it seem like he's really happy to be there. Yeah, you've been there for a while, though, my dude. You've earned it. Honestly, like now you have to want something other than. Because it seems like he's like, well, I'm here. I don't need to do anything else. It's like no, like now you have to want more. Can I as a character? Can I uh, come up with an idea and tell me if it's terrible? Yes, please. and if it is, Julian can edit it out. <laughs> Create a stable where Leo Rush is the manager. You have Bobby Lashley, you have Apollo Cruz and Sasha Banks, and you call it Black Excellence, and then they lay waste to everybody. Is that bad? I want that so badly. Right? I think that would be Just really take good. All of but the, they have yeah. to win a shit ton. They have to win a shit ton. Titles, titles, titles. Yes. And then, in their off days, all of them are taking acting classes together. Yes. All of them together. <laughs> all Leo of Rush them. is a really good promo. Leo Rush is a great promo. Sasha just needs to, she, again, I don't know how she combined two accents, but she did. Um, so she's got to, and we know that she's great when she's a heel. So I don't, like, heel Sasha obviously yeah no i love it i think it's great yeah and i think it would piss the right people off and i think that there was no way that i would ever consider them to be a heel faction no matter what they did that's but that's that's the great thing about it they would be like the heart foundation some people would would think they were heels and they might be doing heelish stuff but other people they'll be a face so Mm -hmm. they'll get a mixed reaction wherever they go but they'll get a reaction yeah they absolutely will all three of them are supremely talented in in ring performers Mm mm-hmm who all struggle in promos, mm-hmm. and then that you have Leo Rush, who's like the ultimate promo guy, and I think would sell and tie it together really, really well. Mm-hmm. That's my pitch. I like it. Thank you. Uh, let's touch briefly on Crown Jewel since we talked about it before. There are a lot of rumors that WWE may finally move the event from Saudi Arabia. I assume that they would move it to like a Proud Boys conference or something, <laughs> somewhere else where women aren't welcome. Yeah, just some Gavick McGinnessy. <clears throat> Yeah, Richard Spencer's backyard. Is that where they're going to move it? <laughs> For goodness sakes. going to move it to Full Sail University at this rate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not the, not the normal studio. It'll be in a rec center. Uh, assuming that nothing else on the card changes, if they moved out of Saudi Arabia and moved to a location where women are permitted to perform, would that sway, would that sway your decision to watch it? And then let me add a, a second... Which is they actually put women on the card. They're the thing. That's the that's yep. the stuff. There that's you go. The stuff. Doesn't matter the, where it is. The doesn't card matter where it thing. is. Got to be women on the card. Yeah. Um. If there's not women on the card, the mm. stank of of that all of that is still still on it. Um. And I know that there are rumors that like Daniel Bryan might not be going. There are rumors that John Cena. None of this has been confirmed as of when we are taping this right. at too early in the morning on Wednesday. Um, so none of this has been confirmed yet. But, um, I, I mean, yeah, man, Cena's not fucking going. I'm already like, I would be shocked if he goes. There is no way that his management team saw him on last week tonight in that devastating fucking segment and didn't go, um, hey, dum-dum, we have movies to sell. Yeah. Like there is no way that you will be doing this thing. Uh Bumblebee <laughs> is coming out 
later this year. What do you think would be worse? Bumblebee's for... coming out in December. Like, no, stupid, you're not doing this. What would be worse for his career? Bumblebee coming out in December or him appearing at Crown Jewel? Bumblebee's going to be good. Oh, really stop. Good. Stop it. Oh, it looks really fun. Stop it's it. not for us. It's for children. Stop it. It's for children. Stop That's why it. you get John Cena. Because mm-hmm. it's for children. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I, I Look, it, it's it's Herbie, Herbie the Love Bumblebee, and I'm super into it. So you, you're going to go see this movie? Yes. Hopefully for free. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. will you give me an honest assessment of this film? Because I guarantee you I will not see it. Yeah. I, I saw three of those Transformers movies in the theater. But then different team, different team, different team, completely different team. And that's Mm -hmm. why. Okay, well, now it's just the part of my career where I talk about movies. I'm sorry. I know that I know this is the wrestling podcast and not the one where I talk about movies. Producing it. Yeah, but that means nothing. That just means that it's his company and his money and his funds. And his cocaine. No, the dude who the director is the guy from Kubo and the Two Swords. You mean the. Or the. Right? Kubo and the Two Swords? Kubo, Kubo and, and the Two, two Strings. St- thank you. Yeah. Kubo, the, thank you. He did Paranorman, The Box Trolls, Coraline, like, did animation on that. Okay. Um, he, yeah, he directed that. He directed, yeah, like, it's it's going to be good. It's by mm. a team that I like. Mm. So Bumblebee will speak like he did in the cartoons when I was growing up? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's also got a, a different writer. I think it's going to be fantastic. Okay, but also I'm the person you can look it up. I I liked I liked Venom. It's dumb and stupid, and I loved it. It's a fucking hot trash movie, and I loved every minute of it. I have a, I have a lot to say about that. It's wrestling the movie, and we'll I save I it adored for it. off the air. This is tights and fights, not tights and screen junkies <laughs> and complete retconning of symbiote suits. Symbi- symbiote, whatever. I don't even want to say it. That's not no. Let's not say the word. Strike it. Bleep that, Julian. All right, Rey Mysterio's back. He had a really fun segment with The Miz uh, mm-hmm. on SmackDown. How would you like to see him used on the SmackDown brand moving forward, or would you move him immediately to 205 Live? Ooh, that's a really good. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, I think that you. I think that the the guys on 205 are doing great work that a lot of people do not see, and I think one of the best ways to move that brand forward is to put someone like a Rey Mysterio on there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He will get eyes on that product, and then people who have not been watching it will be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Look at all these little flippy dudes. <laughs> oh my good, I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> this is a show that WWE offers. What is it? Brand new. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Big Show is back. He destroyed Kofi Kingston on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about him joining forces with the bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, great. Let's talk about other things <laughs> that neither of us care about, which is whether or not Aiden English versus Rusev continues. Oh. Not because of the performers involved, nope. but because of the way that it was... You know what? Here's the thing. They're both amazing performers, and I know that they will find a way to make me care because they're really good at this. You think they're done, though? I don't know. Rusev already beat him. Isn't that like the whole payoff of the story? (laughs) Is that Aiden English? Once upon a time, that's the way that it would work. But that is not Mm. the time that we are in. But I do trust that those performers will find a way to make me care about this. I really can't stand WWE creatives' reliance on reading us the last chapter of the book first. And then taking us through the story, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. Did you just read a book? Because you've been talking about books all day. No, I haven't read a book since the 70s. Yeah, what's a book? I mean, it was read to I me. only I was, read Lindsay's books. I was a baby books. and toddler. <laughs> I only read Lindsay's books. I don't read any yeah, other books. That's the only one I've read. <laughs> From the international wrestling scene, Willie Mack won the NWA national Return title. Return of the Mack. Clap, clap. <laughs> I just dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Danielle, did you watch the match? Get, get your phone up off the floor. Get your Woman. phone up off the floor. Uh, um, uh. <laughs> get your phone up. Get your phone up off the floor. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm so excited. I love Willie Mack. Um, he is a talented performer. He is so much fun on Lucha Underground. His and I know that for some people, like his kind of stone cold pastiche is like not the wave for them. But he doesn't do it in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Willie Mack. I'm so fucking. I saw that he won the belt, and I was over the moon. Well deserved, well earned. So excited for him. Great, great. Congratulations, Willie Mack. Return right. of, of the, the Mac. Mac. Clap, clap. Return. I didn't drop my phone this time. <laughs> <laughs> so excited, she dropped her phone. Look, Willie Mack is amazing. I hope you're listening, Willie Mack. I don't. According to fucking Mike, wrestlers actually listen to this podcast, and now I feel super uncomfortable about half the shit that I say. That's amazing. I talk a lot of shit. Thanks for listening to three people who are not directly in the business and know nothing. <laughs> I would love to have somebody on who is a wrestler who listens to this show regularly, just to have you know. I, I'm very interested in Debunk knowing. Debunk me, Daddy. Well, yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know the stuff I don't know. When when I'm lucky enough to moderate a professional wrestler for q and A, I I always like to ask them, what is the one thing that you wish fans knew or understood mm-hmm. that they don't? And Lita gave one of my favorite answers to that, which is that we play parts on television. Oh, and that I'm my not God. Lita all the time. I'm Amy. I'm a different person. So, you know, that... Understanding and respect for that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost more of a respect for it than an, than an understanding. Because I think we know in our rational minds, but as fans, it mm-hmm. all gets pulled in. Yeah. So we're talking Cause about- Because we see this, because I mean, these guys, they play characters, but they play these characters <clears throat> almost 24-7. Yeah. If I talk about Because Brock, that's the nature of the craft. If I talk about Brock Lesnar and being tired of him, I'm talking about the character. I don't know Brock Lesnar, the man who is a, who is a husband and father at all. I've never met him. He snags Sable. Good I've job. Never, I've never talked to him. I know yeah. he's got a large farm somewhere. Large farm. If that makes him happy, great. <laughs> large but farm. I, I, I don't know why those two yeah. words are making me laugh. <laughs> large farm. Large farm. Hi, large farm. Hi, I'm Bill Large Farm for, <laughs> for Large Farmers Insurance. Are you a large farmer? We'd sure like to insure you. Talking to you, Brock. No, you got some, that shedder from WWE. Come on down. Large farmer insurance. I'm large farmer. <laughs> large farmer. Large farmer. <laughs> I am a child. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. Uh, that's cool. That's really cool. Thank you to all the people who are wrestlers who listen to this. And why? And great. And have not crushed their listening devices in their hands. Yeah, and, and have not run up on me in the street. I am very easy to find. Well, it's probably easy to just go. They don't know, and then just move on with your life. Yeah, I'm. I'm 100 percent sure they don't actually <laughs> care about anything that I say. They make so much money, and I'm still. <laughs> I'm still trying to make rent this month. <laughs> they want that check in like a week. <laughs> it's so unfair. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to America. If you've got any thoughts about the week in wrestling, let us know about them at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, me, Danielle, and Julian will each have something from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's coming up next on Tights and Fights. 
Hey everyone, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, here to tell you about Story Break, a writer's room podcast where every week we, the Hollywood geniuses behind Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Thrill as we weave the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. We're going to double down on everything that made the prequels great. Jar Jar, (laughs) trade federation, (laughs) politics. Gasp as we assemble a pantheon of heroes for the Kellogg Cinematic Universe. We could get rid of Snap, Crackle, Pop. I wouldn't even miss them. You're crazy. They die in the second Oh, come on. (laughs) And join us as we make fun of Matt as he struggles to name a single Beyonce song. Well, yeah, put a finger on it. Sure, she wants to be Beyonce. Put a finger on it. Beyonce's (laughs) famous song. Will we break the story? Or will the story break us? Find out by joining us in the writer's room every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined by... Danielle Radford. And me, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, also you. You, you okay. big boy. I know you're wearing a sweater, but I can still see the muscles. <laughs> this week, we're going to end the show as we do every week by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, you're up first. What do you want to put over? Okay, I am putting over an amazing moment in the Mixed Match Challenge this week. Um, So the teams were, um, obviously, it was uh, Naomi and um, whichever Uso she's married to. And the other team of um, uh, Asuka and The Miz. And so they're fighting. And at one point, so the the whole match is hilarious because as soon as Naomi comes out, like Asuka's like dancing to her music and like Miz is giving her the stink eye. There's a moment where, um, they both, uh, try to do that fucking hip thing at the same time. And then it just becomes a dance because Asuka and Naomi love each other so much. And it, and then they hug and Miz is like, there's no hugging and wrestling. And anyway, it's really fun. Um, watch the entire clip. They are having so much fun with the mix match challenge. It is everything that is great great about a house show except on Facebook and here's a clip uh, Rusev just said in the comment section that Renee knows nothing of dance she's Canadian she's the Brian Adams of dance <laughs> Brian Adams is a lyrical genius oh look at this well speaking of dancing <laughs> teamwork wow okay no teamwork Sunday in the battle royal though I guess I was wrong they're on the same page here tonight this is face is what makes it I know Are you kidding me? Oh, tag so Miz is in, which means Jimmy Uso has to come in as well. There's no hugging in wrestling. That's a false statement, Miz. Yeah, that's very false. (laughs) That's. Yeah. yeah, Bailey has something Bailey. to say to that. But yeah, so it was just great. And again, I, I love the Mixed Match Challenge because it's everyone just out there having a really good time. Um, and it remind, it does. It reminds me of um, those old house shows or, you know, when you go to see people live and they get to do stuff that won't necessarily be on television, isn't necessarily a part of Raw or SmackDown, where they just it, it's just the performers having fun with their friends. It's pretty great. Yeah. Julian. Uh, so we talked a lot about all of the wrestlers who decided that they were going to send some tweets out to Roman Reigns as he begins a recovery process where there's no telling how long it's going to be or how long it's going to take. And they were all really heartfelt messages. But the one that I really liked was uh, was Samoa Joe's 
Um, mm. Because Joe, you, you realize everybody kind of said that like Roman will be back, Roman will be back. But the thing that's cool about Joe's tweet is that Joe has so much faith that Roman is going to come back that he actually maintained character in his. So he <laughs> said, he will fight, he will win, he will return stronger, and I will be waiting. Which is like just the right amount of, I still believe Samoa Joe, the character, is, is writing it while also while actual Joe is also <laughs> writing it as well. So I thought that was a great little a great little shout out from Joe. I loved it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm putting over something also from Raw. <laughs> when Dean turned on Seth, there was a savage beating. It's weird that I la- I had a, like a little folksy. When Dean turned on Seth <laughs> over at the large farm, uh, it ended. Ooh, NPR me daddy. <laughs> it ended with uh, if, if shield style. And I can only assume Dean Ambrose's uh, a close relative was there uh, because you can clearly hear this guy telling the entire crowd that's booing uh, that they should give Dean a break. Here, here's some audio. See if you can pick it up. I love the idea of Dean Ambrose's dad being there and treating it like it's a Little League game. He's got every reason to turn. Good turn on him. Good turn, Deanie. Good turn. Is that Renee's Canadian family? That sounded Canadian as fuck. (laughs) This is Mr. Young. Good job there, Dean. He's got every reason. He's got a reason. He's got a reason to turn. That's fantastic. There you go. Sometimes uh, crowds can be good. Sometimes an individual shouting something out. Is the best part of a show, but still, never do it. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. I want to give a quick shout out. I was on the road a couple weeks ago with Welcome to Night Vale. My first stop on the tour was Chicago, Illinois. I went to Reckless Records to get some LPs, and I ran into Phil, who works there, who is a member of the Nation of Conversation. Both he and his girlfriend. His girlfriend was looking for non-toxic wrestling conversation and came to us. uh, And he gave me a very nice hookup. Uh, Good guy. Thank you to Phil at Reckless Records in Chicago. Fantastic store. It's still weird to me that people actually listen to this podcast. (laughs) In my brain, it's just me hanging out with my buds for like two hours a week talking about wrestling. It is the first time outside of a convention that I've been recognized but for tights and fights. Oh, that's weird. It's very weird. It's very weird, but wonderful. Thank you again to Phil. Thanks, uh, Phil. And everybody over at Reckless Records. Oh, also, this is exciting. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is back. I know. I'm so excited. I recorded stuff for it last week. After this, I'm going to record more stuff for it. Can you tell me what it is? Off mic. Because uh, I love that show. It's narration. <laughs> I'll give you more specifics. I was hoping. Off mic. But yes, it is back. Um, so uh, check it out make sure you refresh your feed go subscribe to it because we back we're bad I'm so excited Danielle What's coming up? What's on the horizon? Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, hey, I'm talking about wrestling at the the L.A. Comic-Con, a a thing about wrestling and women who like wrestling and stuff. And it is at one. I didn't prepare for this. I am not a good person. (laughs) Let me check my email so I can tell you guys where I'm going to be. That's how I sound when I sing, I guess, apparently. It's called By God Wrestling Podcast All-Star Hour. There you go. Who else? 
Uh, 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 so I know that it is myself. It's good friend of the podcast, member of the Nation of Conversation, Latoya Ferguson. Wonderful. Um, Eric Goldman, it looks like. Okay, so it's not just women in podcasting. There's also dudes. Okay, cool. Um, Eric Goldman, it looks like Jay Washington's also on there. Wonderful. Yeah, it'll be really fun. So come. Great. Do the thing. Enjoy. Do the thing. Enjoy the thing. It's in room 409. That's right. Our producer is still too hella sad for nicknames, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle's the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends and leave a review while you're at it, for goodness sakes. Thank you so much to the Max Fund members whose monthly recurring contributions come towards this show and keep the lights on while we're here. We thank you so, so much. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.